Hey, I'm Christy, and in a few moments, you'll meet Karen. We are the Modern Principal, two elementary principals on a quest to redefine the role of leadership in schools and use our voice to steer the new generation of leaders in education, regardless of their formal role. Each week, we take a real-life scenario sent to us from listeners and address it through the three lenses of scholar, the evidence and research, systems, the structures needed to sustain progress, and soul, the heart of the matter. This week, we talk about the ever-elusive unicorn of work-life balance. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey. Hey. We are laughing because... Oh, hi, I'm Karen. I'm Christy. We're laughing because Christy just recorded our intro. We're trying this new intro. I'm sure you guys love it. And I typed the topic in right before. She typed, she added in, yeah, the ever-elusive unicorn. unicorn I thought it was so clever. And I hadn't read it. Like, she typed it in before I even saw. And Mm -hmm. so I start recording, and elusive is spelled very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was nervous I didn't even use it right. (laughs) I promise we both are intellectually savvy. Did I say that right? Yes. Intellectual? Intellectuals. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is really funny. So if you follow us on Instagram, you will note that we've been kind of MIA and tired because we do not have work-life balance. We do not have work-life balance. Also, we recorded this exact podcast, well, this topic, not this exact podcast, clearly, um, two weeks ago. Yes. And it was so bad and so all over the place that we couldn't like post it. And I will say that I take a little credit for that because I said, we need to outline this. And I said, no. And my version of outline is scribbling notes on a piece of notebook paper <laughs> that I have in front of me that has literally four words on it. But that feels like an outline. And Christy's version <laughs> is to make us a spreadsheet that template. we now have. Template in front of us. with, And we're on section two, witty banter. Yes. She so. actually wants us to script out our witty banter. It's just bullet points. <laughs> and we were also... So we're typing in some of what we wanted to talk about today. And Karen... Uh, um, on my Excel template, adds a new row. Okay. And I'm like, you don't need, why are you adding a new row? Well, those of you that work in Excel spreadsheets know that, like, if you want to start a new line within a cell, it's really tricky because you have to, like, space bar all the way over. That's what she told me. She's like, for me to add my part, I have to do spaces well, all the way over. Well, you cells B through K, so it was a lot of spacing. And I said, Karen... All you have to do is hit control enter to go down. <laughs> that is a life changing hack. So for probably 15 years, 20 years, Karen has been hitting the space bar to go down in a cell. You guys, some of us didn't start using Excel until seven years ago when I became a principal. <laughs> so this is all new to me. Anyways, you guys, listeners, hot tip. Control enter means you can start at the front of the cell. I don't even think that's computer lingo. But anyways, take that to the bank. (laughs) That's exciting. We are starting. We are just in the last little bit of school. And both of us are feeling. That's it. Be tired, as the kids say, as Christy says. So we are um, excited to be joining you with this podcast. And we also have a plan for this summer to rejuvenate the TMP guys. TMP stands for the modern principal. (laughs) We get to go on a conference together for our graduate school. Yes. And so it's just going to be the two of us at a conference. So we'll just work work on TMP. I mean, doesn't that sound exciting? It actually kind of does when we don't have to feel guilty. Yes. About work-life balance. 
So, speaking of work-life balance, this topic today comes from Destiny in Minnesota. And she, oh. did, I, did I say Minnesota? Minnesota. Um, and she says, I have two young children and have the opportunity to be an assistant principal next year. I really want the opportunity, but I'm concerned about work-life balance and making enough time for both. How do you both balance your young families and demanding jobs? Mm. Well, we don't. <laughs> That's always our first answer is that we don't balance. There's probably out of 365 days, I would say maximum 11 that I feel like I've balanced. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a, that feels like proficiency. <laughs> <laughs> so on this podcast, for those of you that are just joining us, because we went on a hiatus for two weeks, we do scenarios <laughs> and then we tackle them from three different lenses. And I do not do the scholarly work. That is Christy. I hit it more from my soul. So, uh, but Christy is the one that has always been preaching work-life balance to me for many years. Because when we first met, I was a principal, right? Yeah. No, you were, yeah, you were AP intern. But my first year as principal. Oh, gosh. It was rough. I thought she hated me. <laughs> because you weren't a principal yet. I was not. You I were, didn't understand yeah. the first year of principal. Uh-huh. And mindset. I didn't have any sort of balance because I wasn't a parent at that time. Uh-uh. And so my husband was like, it's fine. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think kids can, like having children actually can help your work-life balance. Yes. Um, because we're both, like, when before we had children, we're just... Workers. Work. Yeah. yeah. But you always... It's that line that you should get tattooed. You were saying you want a tattoo. You always say this. What do I say? Life comes in seasons. Oh. <laughs> it's like your mantra. <laughs> and you taught me that. Well, yeah, but I didn't learn about it until too late. <laughs> I mean, but it's your mantra. So explain that. Explain that for our listeners. So before I had children, I did not really understand. And it took me several years, I even feel like, because I felt like after I had kids, I had to be performing the same hours and the same level um, mm-hmm. that I was performing before. And it took me several years of having kids to realize life comes in seasons. I don't have to do all of the exact same things at every juncture in my life. So after I had my first daughter, I actually read Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg, which was like the worst thing I could do. It was also the time that Marissa Mayer became the CEO of Yahoo while pregnant. And Mm. so I like, they took like two weeks of maternity leave and I'm pretty sure put pack and plays in their offices. And I was like, I am going to be the exact same worker that I was before I had kids. Uh And because if they can do it, I can do it. How'd that work out for you? I'm not well. A lot of (laughs) postpartum depression ensued. Uh Um, But, and I also didn't take into consideration, um, they were making millions of dollars a year, which affords you a lot of work-life balance when you can hire cooks, nannies, drivers, um, all of those types of Uh things. Um, And I was a second-year instructional coach (laughs) in a public elementary school. I was on step five of the pay scale that starts at 31000 Yes. So, um, it's a really good point that sometimes what we see on Instagram or um, what people put out there in terms of what balance works for them isn't always going to work for everyone. And I think that's what, that's what you and I have learned is that balance changes even for yourself throughout your lifetime. And you cannot, you cannot. I'm going to say this ironically because we're literally giving you advice, but you cannot take the advice of others (laughs) and apply it to your life because you just have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You My, guys, I was going to say, you guys did um, some real. You guys had the really hard hours when your daughter was born. Yeah, it was my second year being a principal. And we. I, and what was your husband doing? He was football coaching, and it was in the At a fall. High yeah, she was born in the summer. So he had um, conditioning. Like, I remember the first weekend he had to go to football camp after we brought her home from the hospital. Isn't that crazy? Because in hindsight, you would just be like, no, you're not going. No. And those of you that are married um, or are a a high school um, coach, you know that that pay boils down to like 12 cents an hour with all the hours you commit. So anyways, it felt really like it felt really small, but there was a boundary that I set that I was like unwilling to waver on. And it was that she would not be at daycare past 5 5 p.m. Like something about that just felt like I wasn't being... Like she's when's your babies? They're only awake till like seven, six thirty. So I was like, I at least need an hour. She needs an hour and a half in our home every day. So like that was a really silly boundary. But my husband and I rearranged our schedules. Like he would leave practice early on days that I couldn't be there. Like we just agreed to that, and we had lots of fights about that. <laughs> so that's really healthy. <laughs> I think another thing, like this is for both of us. I think too. Yeah, like another thing that isn't we don't have research to support it, but. I think the more that you can start to show um, your true self at work, I mean, like... That changed everything for me. I got, like, surprisingly, I got rid of both cell phones. I had a work and a home. And the minute that I combined it down to one, I felt immediately better because I felt like I was being, like, two different people. Yeah. And it... I mean, I still have two, and I don't feel but, that dichotomy. But you don't get service at your school. I don't get service <laughs> at school. But I also, like, to me, it was just letting myself laugh at work. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you get an administrative job, you have this mentality that you have to, like, fake it. Yeah. Um, and just be this version of, of who you think a leader is. And the more you allow yourself to relax and laugh and be your true self at work, I I think, yeah. it does help with balance. Yeah, because especially in this role, like... You want your staff to become a part of your family somewhat. Right. And your students and their families are yes. somewhat a part of your family. Right. And so there are lines, like, and you do have to draw boundaries because it is still work. But the more you allow them into your personal sphere of who you really are, I think that helps with your work-life balance because you I, don't feel so pressured. Right. And I think that the other, like, fallacy that I tried to live by that didn't work for me and it works for some people is to, like, pretend work stops when you enter your house. Like, that doesn't that did not work for me. No. I was not one of those people that could, like, the minute I opened my door to my garage, I left it all in the car. Like, <laughs> I, could, I could not do that. So once I gave myself the grace to get over that... I felt a lot freer because I wasn't beating myself up. I didn't live in like shame that I would check my email at home. Like that, it helped me to check my email at home. I like to be prepared of what the next day was going to be. Yeah. So like I knew for me that was important. So I think the big thing, the big thing for me is that I have to let go of trying to be this version of work-life balance because then I enter into like beating myself up when I let, when I break those boundaries. Like I just have to give myself grace I try to have a good routine in the morning, and sometimes I don't. And then I try to lean into, like, my body needs to sleep. Okay, I'm going to let it sleep. Like, you got to leave. I'm trying to eat healthy, but sure, I ordered ice cream delivery last night at 1030. You did? Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> After you left our house. Uh-huh, it was so good. <laughs> it was cold stone delivery. It was so good. Oh. But, like, whatever. Lean into it. Enjoy it. That's my advice. You, you... What? What? Go ahead. No. You go. 
You read a lot about this stuff, so you should give some scholarly advice. Well, because my this is like one of my favorite topics about time, uh-huh. because um, one of the very first help, self-help books I read when I was like 21 um, was Laura Vanderkam, 168 Hours, and like literally this is this woman's life work. Like she talks about how particularly women use their time and how to make the most of it. And 168 hours, how many hours are in a week? Yes. It's the number of hours. <laughs> in which she even says that, that most people don't even know how many hours no. are in a week. And she does this because like the thought is, is if you sleep for 56 hours and you work for 40 hours and you still have quite a bit of time within your week to use how you want to, and, and so all of her books and all of her blogs are basically about this topic. And so one thing that she really recommends is time tracking. And mm. so like in 10 minute increments, tracking how you're actually spending your time to see how you really use it, because she finds that a lot of time people are terrible at, especially salaried people mm. are terrible at accurately um, estimating the hours that they work. They always way, way, way up the amount of hours that they're actually oh. working. So people that are like, I worked in 96 hours yeah. this week. Yeah. It was really probably like 12 hours of actual work. <laughs> yes. And so, and then um, even people who have like extreme jobs that maybe do require 70 and 80 hours a like week. doctors and nurses. Um, they, she says that it's like actually very, very difficult to truly work that many hours a week. Um, and so just being really mindful of that. And then I really loved some of the, and this kind of goes into the systems, but okay. So you know that on the weeknights you have maybe two or three hours at night with your kids after you get home, whatever that, that time is. And so being intentional about that time to make it memorable, to make it fruitful. Um, and so maybe you are committing to going to the park twice a, you know, twice a week in the evening or playing a family game and not just doing the dinner bath rush. Yes. Um, like really trying to make it Special time. Yeah, you guys do that with your, like, family dinners where one of your kids picks it. <laughs> we do a family theme. family date night, and one person each week plans the family date, and they get to choose the entire menu um, and come up with an activity for all of us to do. Yes, we do game night where Marlo, my daughter, gets to pick a game every week, every night that we get to play. It's usually Uno every day, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, that's really good. You had a habit of, you had a tracker that you used at work where you compared your actual time, what yeah. you planned to do, and what you actually did. Mm-hmm. How often did you use that? Um, the idea for time tracking is not, she's laughing because I didn't use it as much as I wanted, but the idea for time tracking is not that you're doing it every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's like to do it for two weeks to get kind of An a baseline of where you're spending your time and then using that to be like, okay, I'm maybe spending too much time on Instagram or, <laughs> I, TikTok. Yeah, or I think I'm working 70 hours a week, but it's really more like 50. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that goes into another system that, you know, that is that I found that's really helpful is with your work calendar, like we know there's going to be after school events. We know there's going to be meetings. And as the administrator, you get to be in charge of that calendar. And so being really intentional, like I've started keeping meetings on the same day every year. So my family has just kind of naturally adjusted to that. Yes. Um, And then sometimes when we know that, like when your kid has sports and things like that, we can kind of tailor our family work calendar the best we can. Um, and making sure that it, it stays consistent. That's good for your staff too. Like if staff know every Thursdays, I'll likely have a meeting at work. They can adjust their family time around that too. Yes. So that's been helpful. I think too, making sure, um, and Laura Vandercam talks about this too, about, um, 
making sure that the systems you create actually work for you. Um, one of her examples is, you know, some people find it really helpful to make their lunches the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people find that that's not helpful at all. <laughs> right. And so like, kind of like we talked about, you can take advice, but it actually has to work for you. So we, like my family has to meal plan. If we do not plan out our dinners, we eat out every single night. Yeah, we do too. Um, and so we have to have a plan and grocery shop um, on the weekend to make that work. But I cannot be one of those people that meal prep for my week on Sunday because that just makes me resentful of that hour I lost on Sunday. I do like, I like to have, I'm much better about eating actual lunch at school if I prep all my lunches on Sunday. See, opposite. So I like to make it the night before. Otherwise, I order Wendy's. (laughs) Which sometimes is okay. Which is also okay. But I don't need to be having it five days a week. (laughs) Or like the random pack of Oreos you found in the bottom of the storage closet. (laughs) Right. Yes. Okay. Well, that kind of wraps us up. We hit some, we were focused. Yeah. More focused than last week. Oh yeah. I think we hit a lot of good things. I think the basis is just kind of my tip to leave you. Um, with, and we didn't put that in our, oh, I didn't put that in my, not template. in our outline. We have a tip to take with you the, from the desk of the modern principal. I think our big tip about work-life balance would be just to do like an overview of what's working for you right now. Um, and to maybe start with identifying your tells of when you're out of balance. Like, I think as a adult, it's really good to monitor your mood and your yes. habits. And um, kind of identify those habits that are showing that you're off balance. For me, it's waking up four minutes before I'm supposed to leave. (laughs) Maybe a tell that I'm off balance. Yep. The sleeping in or not working out. Yes. Um, Poor diet. Any of those things. Just make sure that that might be a great place to start this week. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive them as soon as they drop, since maybe we are not totally consistent all the time. We're trying to be every Monday. You got it here. You heard it here first. Make sure to subscribe so that way it just pops up for you. Yes. And follow us on Instagram at The Modern Principle, and you can find more resources and courses at themodernprinciple.com. Yes. Yeah, see you there. Bye.